Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to episode 105 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we're going over season 5, episode 17, Failsafe, aka Jack Again. <laughs> That's basically along the lines that I was going to, too. I was just calling it Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon Redux. No, uh, I like Jackie Armageddon Gun. Part Deux. It's a, it, it just kind of makes me happy because you guys know I have a little boy, little boy puppy <laughs> named Stormageddon. Stormy. So everything, yeah, everything just gets Mageddon in our house. Who's going to name the next dog Mageddon? Yeah, in fact, I summoned a monster that was, I think, an arcane hound. Uh-huh. Um, or archon, archon hound. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, who I just named Mageddon. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. the next... Because he is the light, the something, the blah, blah, I don't remember. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Well, first, before we get into the episode, um, I did want to mention, so apparently they have a finished filming for oh. Stargate Origins. There was, um, ready. There's a nice little like um, recap ready. going, hey, we've done filming and there's some more behind the scene footage and uh, the Stargate music is there, which basically I'm like, I don't care what you do. Just give me music. <laughs> yeah. Where's my soundtrack? <laughs> I want like a Stargate soundtrack. They, there's one released somewhere. <gasps> that would be, that'd be like a great little workout tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that and the Wonder Woman soundtrack. There you go. And then like some Uncharted. Uh-huh. And then I'm good. And there's, then a I'm couple, there's a couple good Lord of the Rings ones I That's can put true. in there. Yeah. yeah. That'll work. I, I just want to like whatever it is I want to add that Diana. On oh the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. Alrighty. So um, I'm moving this mic closer because I'm afraid I can't hear me. That's fair. Okay. Well there it goes. All right, just get real intimate. Well, real, real good. All righty, this first aired. To nerd. No, <laughs> welcome to this no place like Terra, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. podcast. <laughs> never. You that are. Never you are out. now entering the Terra Zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why do we call ourselves the Terra Zone? The Terra Zone. The Terra Zone. <laughs> it's like a cow zone, but. Terra ear. Um, but with Terra chips on it. Yes. I'm done. So this first aired <laughs> on um, April 5th, 2002. Sorry, I'm distracted by the fact that my dog is like chowing down on her paw right now. <laughs> Reasons. Guys, it's going to be a weird morning. It's going to be a weird podcast. Alrighty. So uh, April 5th, 2002. Written by Joe and Paul. Directed by Andy Mitka. Mm. And this one, can I just... I don't really have any major guest stars or anything. Uh-huh. I just have to say, I love looking up the, the title translations on the Stargate Wiki, and this one has some great translated oh, titles. Yes, this in, is a fun game. Including, in French, it was translated to Impact. <laughs> so let's get right to the point. In Czech, it was Breaking Points. <laughs> and then my favorite, in German, The End of the World. Wow. Again. <laughs> No need for, you know, double entendres. No, no need for no. anything. The end of the world. The end of the world. That, I was like, which is one of my favorite albino, what is it, albino black sheep videos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Okay, so. Here's Earth. Earth. Uh, and there's a Stargate team. To be fair, <laughs> Man, in this episode, Stargate team. <laughs> that is PNK. Yeah. So, here's Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Here is Asteroid. Yeah. Asteroid, head to Earth. <gasps> I wonder how hard that would be to make. I'm going to draw one. It's going to look like yeah. garbage, but I'm going to work on it. That's the whole point of those. <laughs> yes. I can do garbage art. <laughs> okay, so we start with a guy and a basset hound. Classic story. I'm pretty sure the Basset Hound is the star of the episode. Uh-huh. I don't know whose dog this is, yeah. but this is an amazing dog who's clearly not used it's, to being on film. Yeah, and it's not RDAs because he no, has a different, that other does. puppy. Yeah. Um, I do remember, I, I do like how I was like, it's a it's a giant wiener dog. What's it called? <laughs> it's like, not a dachshund. <laughs> it's not a dachshund. Brain stops saying dachshund. <laughs> it's the long dog that's not a corgi and yeah. not a dachshund. Yeah. What is the other hot dog dog called? <laughs> no? All right. 
Bye, Brian. The ear dog. Yeah. It's the ear dog. <laughs> yeah. It's not the corgi ear dog. Yeah. It's uh-huh. the, uh, we, the, the, the large ear dog. Yeah. Not a, not a sticky uppy ear. Yeah. No, but it's, a floppity ear. It's, it's basset hound. Sticky uppy. Like um, which always reminds me just of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip because what's his face? He, there's one episode he's like, I'm a basset hound man. He's like, do you get basset hound monthly? <laughs> he literally gets like a basset hound magazine. I did. I had a news director who was that into basset hounds. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'm that into corgis. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> so anyway, uh, basset hounds human. Yes. Who doesn't have a name besides basset hounds human. Uh-huh. is pacing back and forth, talking to someone about something he's found in Cassiopeia, uh-huh. uh, providing him with the declination and the right ascension. And he's not just some yokel. He's the co-founder of the Susquehanna. Yeah. I, so I wrote Sasclorita. Okay, that's because, not it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... That's what I've decided it is. That's fine, because I don't think this county exists. <laughs> no, no. So in my head, they took Salsalita and Santa Clarita. Mm-hmm. So it's Salsclarita is what I that decided. Fits. That works. Maybe they were trying to spell Susquehanna. That is... And they just butchered the shit out of defi- it. To be fair, there's no way to actually spell Susquehanna. No, there's no existing way, yeah. And like, I've no, there's no... When you start to type Susquehanna, the letters become runes and they come alive. Yeah. And they just wiggle. To be fair, I'm also the person who's <laughs> Never in my, this is, I'm not exaggerating this. Never in my life have I been able to spell Massachusetts correctly. <laughs> Massachusetts is how I do it. Yeah. I just go, just go M-A-S-S, just mass. Mass. Just mass. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this could, that could be Susquehanna. That's my love for the Susquehanna Valley. Yeah. In, I, uh, what is it? Eastern PA. Yeah. It's in Pennsylvania. I'm for it. Um, But anyways, he's tracking whatever this is for three nights. It's big and it's close. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at some point, some big black suburban starts driving up and he's like, I'm hanging up now. I gotta go. I disappeared. Um, (laughs) So random fun I didn't don't have a ton of, of science because weirdly enough it's a very science based episode but not it's use all using Stargate science sure yeah it's not using like if anything it's like hey science. if we don't do this Big Bang happens basically yeah. <laughs> um, but he does it's declaration uh, sixty one degrees six minutes right ascension two hours and forty eight minutes so declaration and declaration declination and right oh. ascension are basically how so if you look at the stars. And you think of it, it's a celestial sphere. Yes. So if you think about that, they're they're flat on a sphere, which obviously not right, true, right. but it's, it's a, the skin that you would put skin, on the sphere. Yeah, it's it's the when you're it's the wrap. Um, yeah. That is actually how you. Get, it's the grid coordinate system. It's the longitude and longitude okay. of the celestial sphere. Gotcha. So decl- decl- declination is measured from the the celestial spheres equator. Okay. Uh, not our equator. Right. That would make sense. Close enough. But it's measured like, so you'd have, you'd have um, 61 degrees is going up or you'd have negative 61 degrees going down to and the And then poles. you account for the curve, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's, you just like going basically up. So the, the North Pole, the North Pole of the celestial view is right near Polaris. Okay. North Star would be like 90. Got it. Type thing. And then right ascension, there's essentially a Greenwich Mean Time line. Okay. Uh, and that you, you measure like around going like 24 hour clock. Got it. Got it. Um, and it goes to the right. That makes Because it's the right yeah. ascension. I get it. So you could say um, like two hours, 48 minutes. You could also say like negative two hours, but that'd basically be like what, 22? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and so that's the grid system that you can use. So that spot that he mentioned is actually in Cassiopeia. So it is a real spot in yeah. Cassiopeia. Yeah. So it's not in the actual constellation itself. Okay. But each of those constellations basically have this like large like grid patchwork sure. basically. Yeah. That's well, it makes space. sense. There's space within, within yeah. it. Yeah. It's like a connect the dots in a coloring book. Exactly. Yeah. So it's somewhere wherever you would put the green layer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because <laughs> there's always some green. There's always some green. So, um, and Cassiopeia is, again, I, and this very well could be wrong, but I call um, Cassiopeia the constellation one, and Cassiopeia, to me, is the person. Oh, okay. The, the, yeah, is the, it a god? No. no it's, she, uh, she was a, th- I can't remember. She's just a mythological Hey, lady. history according to Stargate. Yeah. Not I, I didn't, so I actually. Four, 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 four
<laughs> I specifically didn't look up that history and just stuck with the space part. Um, but she's the W that you look for. It's either a W oh, or a chair. Okay. Which to me is one of the sort of really easy to find constellations if she's yeah. up in the sky. Um, and yes, she's one of my... Fi- I, have, I have a fi- ranking of constellations, yeah. as you would expect me to do. Um, she's up there near the top. My favorite's Delphi, but oh. that's just because it's a dolphin. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, see, does. I only know how to find Orion's belt and then yeah. the Dipper because of it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and you can find the North Star if you can find right. the Dipper. So it's like that's pretty much what I've got. Yeah. memorized. Well, my actually my but I figure if I know where the North Star is, then and if, and I study, I could yeah. probably find some others. Well, um. Cassie is pretty easy to find because it's a very clear W. She's in, it's all fairly bright stars. Okay. Um, the other favorite of mine is the Pleiades, which I think we've mentioned on the podcast before, but oh. that's just because most constellations, if you travel light years away, like light years and light years away, the constellations are going to start shifting simply right. because they're actually in Z space and we're flattening yes. them out. Yep. But Pleiades is actually, all those stars are actually together in one little location. Oh. It looks like a little itsy so bitsy like tiny dipper. Mm-hmm. It looks like cool. It looks like a super tiny little dipper. Awesome. Um, and the stars are all actually in a little group. So I feel like if I knew how to find Cancer, I'd enjoy that one. Okay. Because it is my horse. Yeah, that type. one's a little harder to find um, most yeah. times. But I do like anything that's like a crazy looking animal. Yeah. I mean, which is kind of a weird looking crab. Yeah. Mine's, I've never even taken the time to look for Libra. So. <laughs> and there was one really cool time I went on a cruise and we went down to Aruba. And so we are close enough to the equator that I was actually able to see the Southern Cross. Oh, cool. And of course, the Jimmy Buffett song started blaring in my head when you see the Southern Cross for the first time. And I actually got super excited just because I was like, it's the Southern Cross. It's a new constellation. I've never really done could do the I know the things. I'm a dork. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, speaking of how when you, when you travel and constellations break apart, mm-hmm. the really cool effect that I learned from Wiki, and this is not something I knew before, is so if you, if you travel to Alpha Centauri, okay. which is the closest sun, non-soul sun right. to us, um, Sol would actually be in Cassiopeia. Oh. She would be an extra zig or an extra zag. Yeah. And she would actually be the br- like the brightest star in that constellation. Because of the Z-space flattening Because situation. of the Z-space. So it, because basically uh, Alpha Centauri is like directly opposite yeah. of, of Cassiopeia. You'd be, you'd so be you moving those there, cameras around. Uh-huh. But you're actually the just... The bane of my existence. You're not actually moving the camera around. You're just moving the camera way back in Z-space. Oh, okay. So it's just straight back. It's so. like straight back. And so that way Sol would... would be between yeah. you and the constellation, so Sol would be an extra zig. Z space. Z space. <laughs> the bane of a designer that works in flat work. <laughs> right, make this 3D thing work in flat things. <laughs> We've lost most of the listening audience. Yeah. <laughs> Already into the come episode. Back, come then. back, promise. Yeah. Okay, so in the briefing room, yeah. <laughs> it's not even credits yet, guys. Yeah. In the briefing room, Sam explains that the Basset Hound's humans found an asteroid. <laughs> That's what it's, she called him, too. <laughs> yeah, the Basset Hound's human. A cute little puppy, and it's then he had a human. It's clear that everyone on that team is a dog. Actually, Teal might be a cat person. Teal may just not be a pet person, uh-huh. unless it's... I No, I feel like... No. No, that wouldn't work either. I can see. I think he's an exotic animal person. Like he might be like a crazy bird person. Yeah, I could maybe <laughs> see that. Person. The other reason I, th- I think cat is just because like it's it's for some reason I can see the more hands off. Yeah. Although I can see Teal cuddling up with the puppy roll clothes. I think Teal would be a reluctant dog lover, kind of like a, a, a grumpy dad. Yeah. Who's like, you're not getting a dog. You're not getting a dog. You're not getting a dog. Cut to six months later and the dog hangs out on the lazy boy with uh-huh. my dad. That's right, uh-huh. dad. I'm talking about you. <laughs> but yeah. That's yeah, but I can see what you mean for like yeah. definitely something that's a little bit more like you have your space and I have, and I have my space. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he's like a bearded lizard guy. I can see that maybe. <laughs> so um, Jack says he's seen this movie. It lands in Paris. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, the asteroid did not land in Paris. Right, meteor shower landed yes, in Paris. Yes, yes. Um, which of course is is Armageddon. Um, <laughs> it was just, uh, but actually, Sam's like. Well, this one's actually not going to hit Paris. This one's going to hit the Arctic Circle, probably in the Greenland area. And Jack's like, she gets like, no, she Stop. does not get it at all. Yeah. 
Um, it's, it's a rogue asteroid, which means it's outside the plane of our solar system, which mm-hmm. basically means that the solar system is actually relatively flat. Mm-hmm. It's not like everything's going off on sp- spheres on its own. Right. Um, when, when... In the grand scale of Z-space. In the grand scale of Z-space, it's basically all on Y-space. Right. <laughs> it's all flat, yeah. Um, because, you know, when the solar system formed... And started spiraling, which basically, if you spin anything fast enough, that's why the Earth is not actually a perfect sphere. The right. Earth bulges out at the equator because yeah. of centrifugal force. So that basically, the we're gravity... We're basically made of cotton candy. We're basically made of cotton candy. <laughs> the solar system is just cotton candy. But that sort of flattened everything. You have a few weird outside planets that are, like, stick up at a slight angle. Okay. But it's, it's still not extreme. But this asteroid is coming in, like... You know, you look at the flat, flat solar system is coming in. It's a weird, like, 45, 60-degree angle. Yeah, from the top or bottom. Got it. And um, so if they're lucky, you know, if this happened a few years ago, they'd be fucked. Right. They're lucky that they have options. Now they have options. You know, they have a stargate, and they can get by with a little (laughs) help. Met friends. Oh. <laughs> it's one of my, it's basically is my favorite Beatles song yeah. ever. I like um, the Wonder Years version. I am blanking on the name of the artist. I just get Joe like, Parker. Yeah, it's Joe Yeah, I, it's a great version. I like any version, um, but I like <laughs> the ones that get like super melodramatic about yeah. it. You have yeah. to get really into what? it. <laughs> what? What'd you do? That's why I like the Joe Cocker song. <laughs> I'll try not to sing out of key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay. We're back. We're not We're back yet even. We're not. That's coming later. <laughs> so the Toka are still recovering. They haven't really gotten back to them about anything. It's one of those things. Like, they send text messages and they're like, we've seen they've seen the text messages. Look, message. all we have are gray dot bubbles. <laughs> That's all we've got. We're little word bubbles. And the Asgard the owe them. The receipt is on. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. The uh, Asgard owe them. Um, but that would be going against the treaty because it's just a natural disaster. And the treaty is like, natural disasters. We don't give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Same why they wouldn't help with the red sky problem. Right. Otherwise, in 11 days and 16 hours, all life on Earth would be wiped out. So for perspective, they guesstimate that this the, the, the one that like caused the extinction level event that killed off all the dinosaurs was around 10 kilometers. The, okay. the asteroid that hit that okay, caused that, the one that mass asteroid, yeah. the mass extinction was yeah. 10 kilometers. Right. This one coming at them is 137 kilometers. Wow. So this one's like not even, no, no, no ice age. We're just yeah. going to destroy the planet. Which to be fair is a chance could just make a new moon because really the, the, the way that the moon was formed was a, a giant protoplanet sphere a asteroid crashed into earth, literally destroyed it. Yeah. And then in the creation of of the planet, one little part was like, "No, I don't want to go. I'm gonna stay hey, out I'm gonna here." Stay out here, guys. Basically, yeah. That was that's how the. Moon I mean, made. it still does not bode well for the people. No, on Earth. no, it does not bode well for the people. On <laughs> Earth it's just at very all. clear <laughs> at all. Uh, and then we get credits. Yes. So when we come back, J- Jack is teleconferencing into the Asgard. <laughs> I love the nice little oil spill effect yeah. on Jack. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Frere is just like, no, not happening. And Jack's like, but, but, yeah, no. <laughs> Protected planets treaty. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Would be, it would suck if you weren't here anymore, but that's about all I've given Basically. you. Basically. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, well, the ghoul tried to break that with the Talon and get the Talon to do it. And, and the, the Asgard like, yeah, well, the ghoul deny that mm-hmm. because they're the bastions of truth, but we have. Right. Clearly they're the moral <laughs> compass of everything. We're just going to believe them. Um, and they're like, look, Frere's like, look, we're going to feel really bad and real shitty if you guys end up biting it. But like our hands, our tiny, yeah. tiny hands are tied. <laughs> our tiny our little gray hands. Tiny matchstick hands are tied. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my favorite is Jack explaining this. Yeah. Because uh-huh. back in the briefing room, um, the, he tells the rest of the story. And after that, he lost his temper a bit and apparently yeah. made a reference about Frere's mother. Yeah. Hmm. Probably about how nice her hair looked that day. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to know what that was. Yeah. What was that reference to Fred's mother? <laughs> yeah. Was I, it? Was it? Oh, I know what it is. It was your mother was a hamster and your father <laughs> smelled a mouse. Listen, you know Jack would quote yeah. that line. 
line. Yeah, I can see you that. You know, for a fact, quote would, ja- yeah. quote well, would jack that line. Quote would jack that line. He would jack it so hard. No, that don't say that, Grace. I'm taking that back. <laughs> that, I'm going to change the subject. <laughs> say, say that, Grace. I do love Hammond's um, phrasing. Diplomatic <laughs> shortcomings. That is a new band. <laughs> that is Jack's new band. It's a cover band. Um, they play, you know, at the local bar scene uh-huh. restaurant yeah, yeah. Friday nights. Uh, a, um, a, a, a nice bowling alley, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Diplomatic shortcomings. Uh-huh. Um, it's classic rock. Yeah. It's mostly classic rock. Well, of course. Yeah. I would um, go. I'm, I'm for it. Diplomatic shortcomings. Um, so what about nuking it? And Sam's like, look, we do have a large year warhead, mm. but we don't have a delivery system to make it to the asteroid. Uh, and then Daniel has an idea. What about that cargo ship that Jacob and I crashed into the yeah. planet last episode? I mean, given the right team, Sam's like, I should be able to fix it in a couple days. And at that point, you push the engines past 100%, which, ah! Don't do that. You can't. It's 100%. There's no more. It's 100%. That means there's no more. You it's, cannot give 110% like of engines. I was going to say, <laughs> do you also find a pet peeve when people say they give 110%? Yes. 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 <laughs> you can't do yes. that. It doesn't exist. <laughs> if you do that, you are stealing 10% from someone else, which means you're a jerk. Yes. You're actually not a good yeah. person. No, that means you're bad. If you're giving 110%, who are you taking that 10% from? <laughs> you jackass. Probably the person you live with. Probably. Because if you're using all these extra percents, <laughs> someone's got to cover your ass somewhere else. So anyways, yeah. it'll take eight to nine days to fly home. That means there's very little space for error in this whole plan. And after everyone leaves, Hammond tells Jack... <sighs> Hammond tells yeah. Jack that while he has full faith in the plan, the SG-1 is going to endeavor on the president, orders a backup plan of Alpha Team um, evacuation through yeah. the ex- gate to the Alpha site, um, which is up and, and running. Yeah, and we've dealt with this theory before. We've yeah. been here before. And if Jack, if, if Sam and her team can't get the ship running, then Jack is to report to the Alpha site and tape command. There's no debates. Yeah. The look on Jack's face is oh. like debate. Such debate. Oh. Yeah. I still... Can't decide if this call was Hammond's or the president's. Or if it was one of those where the president never specifically said it, but Hammond's like, look, I know what my place is. That's what I mean. As he says later, I've never been relieved of command. That's, yeah. So it's like unspoken almost. Yeah. Type thing. So then I'm guessing a few hours later, because, you know, expedite this plan, the Stargate's active and the team is ready to go through and there is a stupidly powerful warhead that apparently packs 1,200 tons of Nakoda enhanced megatons. Dude. Again, yeah. the most powerful one that's been exploded on Earth was around 50 megatons and that didn't have Nakoda. <laughs> So, like, giant fucking bomb. Yeah. Just the biggest bomb that's ever bombed in the bomb. Uh huh. And we're introduced to Spellman, who I'm pretty sure, like, <laughs> he's like, I can't do this. I have problems with the Stargate because it defies the laws of physics. And Sam's he's, like, I know, just shove through the gate. He's got the curse of knowledge. Uh huh. It's the opposite of ignorance is bliss. Yeah. He's like, no, <laughs> I know what my body's going to do in there. I know that there is a moral, like, a yeah. moral conundrum. I mean, this may be a different person. It's going to yeah. be a clone me. Yeah. He's like, I know what could happen if shit goes wrong in there. (laughs) To be fair, I know what happens when shit goes right, too. Yeah, that's true. But it's like the most nervous dude in the world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So on Ravana, they get to the ship and first priority, yes, there are bathrooms on board, which to be fair, I would like to see what the Gould bathroom looks like. Like, weirdly, I actually really want to know. I feel like it's very Scarface-y. It's got to be some but sort of gold I'm just more like, like, what's the hand-drying situation? Or oh. is there even water? Is there some, like, run your hand through and it, like, desanitizes this? I think it's like Do a... Do the gold a, yeah. even have something to wash your hands with in their bathroom? I think it's like a sophisticated version of, like... Well, the toilet itself is a sophisticated, like, it's a airplane. It's a bidet. Oh, see, I was thinking sophisticated airplane Oh, suction. no, I'm definitely thinking that they have, like, a bidet situation going on for cleaning yeah and i i do think the hand washing station is like that magical air yeah the dryer but it just disinfects but yes, it yes it just yeah. isn't like molecule disinfectant which still sounds gross but. <laughs> it's but, gonna uh, burn the germs off your hands yeah let's just yeah let's just do that <laughs> so um and we get lightly singed <laughs> and you just germs. feel like the little hair singe off on your hands uh-huh. when you put them in there that's good that's fake and breaking. then we get the larry moe and curly lines of the episode <laughs> i'm confident me too 
As am I. <laughs> uh, cut to asteroid heading towards Earth. Yeah. Uh, and then the ship, we get a montage. Yeah, I'm calling this the science montage. Motherfucking montage. <laughs> Um, I mean, you've gotten many types of montages before. You've yeah. gotten fix the house montage. You've yeah. gotten clean up after a party montage. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. You've gotten sell cookies or like, you know. Battle go, prep montage. Yeah, or, or like go door to door to find yeah. a team of kids uh-huh. montage. You've got my personal favorite, the makeover montage. Oh, yeah, makeover montage. But is this good. is the first time I've seen a science montage. <laughs> Yeah, it's just straight. Like, where is my... (laughs) Except for Daniel, who... Did he... As you pointed out, did he sneak, like... A, a playboy into yeah, his notes? He did. He did. <laughs> or he was he reading, turns that notebook sideways. Either, or like his... Over, yeah, he does. He, he absolutely does. does. He does. He's like, why would you turn it sideways? What's in there? You know, there's a pinup in your science notes? Uh, listen, for all my other Imagerians, yeah, he was doing it for science, if you know what uh-huh, I mean. Uh-huh, <laughs> for science. Yep. And he's looking at a diagram. <laughs> um, eventually, they determined that there isn't a recall device like there was in the X301. And we learned that <laughs> these three guys are the knuckleheads that missed it. And uh-huh. Jack's like, we will have words. Yeah. When we survive this, I'm going to talk with you. <laughs> so the system starts up and then dies. Yeah. And then Sam presses buttons and it's up again. Yeah. And Sam will fix the rest on the way, and the mm. three engineers will head off to the Alpha site. Which, that makes me feel good. At yeah. least they get to go to the Alpha Like, look, you just risked your ass for uh-huh. all this stuff. Now, go to the Alpha site. And, and Teal, careful as you leave the planet so you don't stress the engines and they don't burn out, and then we come crashing back to the planet. <laughs> oh, you tell me this now. <laughs> and then we get, I'm confident. Me too. Yeah. So am I. <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. fine. Is the burning. This is fine me. Yeah. Yeah. Back at the SGC, people are prepping to head to the Alpha site, and we finally get a message from SG-1, and they finally made it. They'll be to the asteroid in a few minutes, and it took them 10 days to get back, which means they have basically no time to get this shit done. Yep. So back on the ship, Sam's going over the plan for the viewing audience. <laughs> uh, 39 minutes before impact, the asteroid will reach the failsafe point. So they have three and a half hours. They're going to fly the ship to a deep crater um, and tuck the bomb in there. Jack and Sam will go EVA, walk mm-hmm. the bomb down as far as they can, set a timer, piece of cake. Ta-da! Mm-hmm. Pie. Piece <laughs> of pie. So the only catch is that they're going to pass through the Leonids and they, um, they, they don't want to be outside for that. That's, um, my only thing with that is that the Leonids are in Leo, which that's nowhere near Cassiopeia. If the uh, ship, if it's coming, like, in a straight line, right. I tr- was trying to figure out, like, perspective-wise, if it would cross into Leo, and I'm like, I don't... I don't know how that would work. Uh, maybe my spatial brain is just not catching how that's happening, but maybe it just sounded good, so they did it. Yeah, but I would want to, that's just a fun word to say. Yeah. Leonids. And then suddenly the ship stops working. (laughs) And Sam's like, I'm gonna figure out why this is, except it just overloads her and explodes to Sam. Except I'm just gonna not do that anymore. (laughs) And then Walter loses SG-1 signal at the SGC at the same time. Yeah, I I do love this part. Okay, and here's why. It's such a silly thing and it's nothing to do with anything else. But uh, Walter goes, we've lost the SGC to Hammond. Yeah. And he's like, oh, really? Let me try. (laughs) It's it's that thing where every boss or every high supervisor or superior always. Yeah. It's like, I just did that. (laughs) Did you know? Oh. Oh, should I try calling them first? <laughs> oh, I would have never thought of that. Like, I want Walter to lose it once. Um, but I love that when you're like, hey, this thing isn't working. Did you try this? Oh, oh, that basic function that I should always try first? No, I didn't. No, I forgot to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I mean, it's not like the life and fate of the Earth is hanging no, out of yeah, balance or come anything. come on. So Sam comes to, and the sublight engines are now out. Also, they're coming in real fast, that asteroid. And even maneuvering thrusters aren't doing jack shit. Yeah. So at the SGC, they can track the ship, and they see it's coming in way too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, on the ship, the thrusters are in full reverse, and they are not slowing down. They're going to crash. Yeah, we go and die. And we see an outside shot of the ship heading into the asteroid, 
Um, and you expect, like, basically they're going to land inside of the space worm monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this thing. They're going to shoot little bat creatures <laughs> off. And then they slow down just in time to not crash into the thing. Like, it just, like, swoops and for then they no, hover. Like, and, and I, tell me if I miss something. Because it feels like for no reason at all. Yeah, other for than no like, reason. Oh, no, just kidding. It's we're like, be fine. suddenly our engines yeah. were enough to compensate. It's just... Also, um, did anybody else think that the ship looks like a bicycle seat? Yeah, no, yeah, we okay. covered that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I wasn't sure if we'd covered it already. So, but from the SGCs and from NASA's point of view, the ship crashed into the surface going over yeah. 60 meters per second. They did. And there's no confirmation, but Davis is like, "There's how are they going to survive that shit? Yeah. Um, which, of course, you know, is true. If they had actually done that, they would have crashed. And now, but heaven knows his team better than anybody else. They do. But the problem is, is that if the ship crashed, they are out of options. And Hammond should call the president. Yep. Um, on the ship, pretty much every system on the ship is down. Yeah. Um, but the bomb is fine. <laughs> so, worst case scenario. <laughs> American made bomb. Yeah. America. America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, worst case scenario is they can just detonate it right here. Uh-huh. So they go to set it up. And Sam's still a little bit dizzy from the whole, like, explosion in her face thing. So Teal'c's going to take over her spot. Which makes sense. Which, why didn't we do that to begin with? Um, so Hammond is on the red phone explaining the situation. Because they want science person now. Yeah, there. that's fair. He's on the red phone explaining the situation to the president. There's no evidence of a crash. If they survived and complete their mission, no one on the planet needs to know. Mm-hmm. But if they failed... Well, I mean, there's nothing they could do, and it wouldn't make a difference, and going public would just cause a mass panic, and it sounds like the president tells Hammond that he needs to head to the Alpha site, but Hammond says his place is here. Yeah. That's the part where I was like, why? Why? Yeah. Um, I may or may not have started crying here. (laughs) A lot of it is, one, I can't decide if he's staying just because he believes in his team because that's definitely part of it or if too he's just like if the world's gonna die i'm gonna stay here and die with my family i think i think there's both of those are possibilities but i think there's a third one based on his discussion with with janet where he basically is like look i was about to retire yeah he's like i've had my life He's like, what, you know, he basically, he doesn't want to, he's not, they don't, he's not the person who's going to say it, but he's like, these people have to make a life. They're going to have to, they're going to have to reproduce. Yeah. They're going to have to have kids. Like, these need to be people who are salt of the earth that need to make this new life. He's like, I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm not the person who's going to go build a house on my own, which to be fair, I can imagine him building a house on his own. (laughs) But... Like he's I just think done. He's done. Yeah. And so I, I think that is is it's he a feels combination of life he's lived. Yeah, it's a combination of elements of I, I you know, being with his family, he doesn't actually go to his family. But um uh, yeah, to me, part of it is this loyalty to the going down with a ship, essentially. Okay. Um, as, as a captain going down with a ship. Yeah. But it's also just the fact of, like, that... It's basically, like, that's some, that is a younger man's job mm-hmm. type He's thing. He's like, I, yeah, it's time for somebody else to get the yeah. chance. Um, also, I've contemplated a few times, like, if the public would know if a situation like this actually happened. Well, that's the thing. Um it sounds like we wouldn't. Yeah, but it sounds like we wouldn't. It's just I've, I've there's been a couple times where I my weird my mind goes to weird ass places where I'm sitting there and it's a nice day and I'm looking up and I was like, what if he just suddenly saw an asteroid careening through the atmosphere yeah. right then? But I guess I gotta be honest. Um, after living through both earthquakes and yeah. hurricanes, yeah, <laughs> where one allows you no time to yeah. prepare, uh-huh. it just happens. Yeah. And the other gives you time and you're just waiting. It's miserable. I think I'd be okay with that option. I would be as well. It's just more... This is me coming from the... um, Morale? Not the morale. This, to me... Morality. It's the same thing of when I I watch The Martian or read The Martian. Okay. I want a side story that I want to see how the media covers this. I want to see if, if... Is there the TV show that's created that's talking about his status for the day? Or, you know, is there some, like... 
reality show that's created based on it or like that's this a, oh, a yeah. website that's cre- that's that's made to people can watch the cameras right. or crowdsource something like that's to me oh the i feel like that's definitely it. happening yeah um but i think in this instance i think you don't tell the media no, I, yeah agree, i agree yeah. i agree which is but then somehow the media is going to find out somewhere things get leaked and so that's why that's the part of this that i find interesting from just a sort of social awareness yeah. it's such area. a weird yeah weird gray areas i mean there's things that get reported and i i work in the news yeah. with you we both work there there are things that we that get reported that i'm like i don't think this should be a story that's not a that's not that's this not a shouldn't story. be shared <laughs> this is not yeah for the public to make a judgment on this is not the roman coliseum this is not but i get the uh, i get the warning like i don't come from earthquake land i come from tornado land but it's the right. same concept it's like yeah. oh those are sirens let's just go hide in the closet now yeah but yeah uh, and I much prefer that over two weeks of pre-hurricane prep. Well, well, my thought is, yeah, with uh, with this thing that's going to definitely blow out the earth. Then what's it's going to be point? gone. Yeah, it, everyone's going to be dead. You're just counting down. To you're the day just of your causing death. a mass confusion of people trying to get home to their families or thinking they can survive in some bunker or like trying to do something like yeah. hoarding things. I don't want to know the day I die. Exactly. I just want to live every day fully yeah. and uh, hope for the best. So, um, Jack and Teal head into the airlock and, and confidently, while there's no, there's basically no gravity, the asteroid is a giant magnet. So that's convenient. Mm -hmm. Um, and they walk out, uh, uh, walk out of the ship and it's a beautiful shot of like the moon, like, like the earth rising over the crater wall. It's really pretty. See, you're you're a much better person than I am, because I was like, look, they walked outside, and all the rock formations look like penises and balls. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I'm viewing this like moments uh, no. of humanity, and you're like balls, balls and penis, like really sad sacks too, like quite literally, because it just looks like drippy melted penises walls. <laughs> I didn't even see that in the slightest, and I've seen this episode many times. Just those walls are just sad, melty penis balls. So they drive the belt <laughs> with the giant bomb to where they have to go. And meanwhile, uh, on the bridge, Sam is, Sam is checking something. Hmm. <laughs> Should always worry people. Yeah. So they drive the bomb as far as they can. They set the timer, two hours, and then they head back, cutting it real damn close. Yeah. Something is off to Sam. Yeah. This is the part where I'm like, okay, initial theory, something is alive inside this asteroid. (laughs) It's it's the giant worm. Yeah. It's It's the giant worm creature. Coming to get us. (laughs) I've seen this movie too. (laughs) Um, The asteroid's gravity field is much stronger than it should be. And since the gravity is determined by mass and the mass is determined by the size and composition, the core must be heavier than just nickel and iron. Um, also, they're passing through that meteor shower way sooner than they should be. And so she calls out to Jack that you should stay in the cave so you don't die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam tries getting the shields up and running again. But the process of doing that, they now have hull breach, which it's getting real dicey for Jack and Teal'c too. Mm. Um, and it's flying everywhere. Delia uses the very smart and has been used in many uh, space-based entertainment forms for a while of and legit like in real space as well um, smoke will go towards the hull breach Oh yeah, because it's pulling the air out, so the smoke's going to travel there. I was wondering why he did that. Oh yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I you, was not you create you create smoke, or you could put you know maybe like a liquid. Daniel or is, in the air. is a bit of a hero in this episode yeah. more than once. He's getting yeah. he's getting together, and so that's how you form. And that's why when they say, "Oh, there's another one," you can see the smoke like splits off, so yes. it's going in two different directions. Yeah, um, and so suddenly, then Jack can't get hold of Sam anymore. Yeah. They disappear. I actually had to rewatch this part. I'm like, did I miss something? Where yeah, did they no. go? They, they, yeah. And um, the, the meteor storm has died down, so they make a run for it in the ship. And they notice the ship doesn't have any atmosphere left anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get inside and look around, and there's no Sam or Daniel. But Jack has an idea. 
he hits the he kicks the space coffin a few times. Yeah. And there's a knockback on the inside. So they're like, well, we should repair this shit. Uh, yeah. I'm like, hello, we're stuck here. <laughs> Help me. Help me. <laughs> um, back at the SGC, Janet comes to and checks on Hammond. And she should be off world. But, you know. You know, it's funny. We see Janet and I was like, oh, my God. Where have you been for like five episodes? Do you, were you asking the other question that I asked myself? Which one? Maybe not. Does does Cassie get to go to the Alpha site? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. Is Cassie already at the Alpha site? Does Cassie have to stay <sighs> here and just die You know, family? that's one thing I did wonder, though, is yeah. if you are called to go to the Alpha site, does your family come with you? I can imagine that part of going to the Alpha site, besides just your skills and knowledge base, would be possibly... Um, to populate? Well, but I'm saying, like... Not someone who has an immediate family here. Right. You know what I mean? Not someone who has, like, obviously no family. This is not James Bond or anything like this. But someone who doesn't have, like, a spouse and children. Sure. But, like, what about Cassie? Yeah. I mean, I cannot believe that Janet would go to the Alpha site. What about any other uh, refugees we've taken in? Because we've taken in others, haven't we? Like, not everyone has been taken to other planets. No. But, oh, I think most, a fair amount of them have. Okay. But, But my thing is, is, like... I don't even, even if Janet was ordered, Janet would not leave without Cassie. Absolutely. She Absolutely. would, she's, she would resign yeah. if like, okay, I'm going to die in two days, but I'm at least going to die here with my daughter. Yeah. yeah. So I can only imagine that Cassie was then allowed. Cause that's what my thought she's, was too. She's, she's young. She's clearly physically capable and active yeah. and she's highly intelligent. And she already knows about the Stargate. Yeah. She's a prime candidate besides the fact to go through. Yeah. So but I, I think she would be a candidate even if Janet wasn't. Yeah. So I can see maybe she's already, cause she, we don't see her in the later scene right beforehand. Right. Um, when they reach the failsafe point. So I can only imagine she, she was like an early person yeah. over. I think Janet was like, I'm only going with my daughter and yeah. I'm sending her to you now yeah. as collateral. Yeah. <laughs> I will be there later. Yeah. It's kind of like when they drop off the girl for the car in Death Proof. Yeah. <laughs> See, look, I'm leaving you my daughter. I'll be back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that was the thing. Like, they didn't even mention it. And, like, to me, that was a giant hanging question mark. Yeah. But in thinking it over, Janet w- would not go without There's Cassie. no way. There's no way. There's I no haven't way. even considered it. But, no, you're right. I, I, You know, I kept thinking of Hammond's family. I'm like, maybe they don't want to let his family over. And that's why he won't go. That could be part of it. And I could also imagine him being the super overprotective grandpa not telling them in the yeah. same way of the whole ignorance is blissed conversation yep. yeah Why i can see he that? definitely has called them and then be like you know hey i love hey, you hey i just want you to just want you to remember the grandpa loves you type thing yeah. and blah 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 but haven't talked to you in a while so yeah but he basically he was like she she's like i noticed you're not on the list and hammond's like nope and you can't talk me out of either because resources are limited yeah everyone has to contribute and apparently experience is not enough in his mind oh also God, that breaks my heart I know. also just to snark a bit, mm. I have to point out here that he's like, the human race will end. And I was like, actually, the human race is going to continue because it's all planet. over the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> the earthling race. The earth part of it. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think earthlings yeah. <laughs> will end. So on the ship, Jack and Teal, uh, they fixed the ship and they took the time to get out of their spacesuits before yeah. they got Daniel and Sam. They're like, hang on, I've been in this thing way too long. Apparently I'm these suits were like hell on earth and oh. all of the actors hated every second they had to be in there which is why they're like no we're taking our suits off before they Jack's like I farted in here I gotta get out I gotta get out space travel can you imagine okay let's all be real honest here when you go up in an airplane your tummy is not very happy Uh -uh. for a while Uh -uh. imagine actual space travel like, your stomach's gotta be like, fuck you. <laughs> Dude, Especially you have, um, like, they have, like, the space food. Yeah, the the astronaut twin brother that went out. Yeah. Didn't he talk about all these things? How, like, your body readjusts oh, yeah, and they, some weird ass they shit? They talked about a lot of stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, I, I, to me, that science is fun. Yeah, it is. Because I like understanding how our bodies work. Like, our soft little pink bodies, yeah. what uh-huh. do they do in these spaces? So... So then Sam's like, we have a problem. Or Daniel's like, we have a problem. Something with gravity. And that it's 
It's not, apparently too high. Gravity not doing things <laughs> of right. Yeah. And then I love Jack's line of, oh, come on. We came, we saw, we planted a bomb, we had a little fun at the meteor shower, <laughs> we went home. It's a great story. <laughs> Let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we get another shot of the asteroid looming on Earth. We keep getting cutting back to, like, the yeah. Earth is bigger. Guys, just so you know, it's still coming towards it's Earth. It's still coming. Um, it's coming. It's co- it's like George Washington. Washington. Wa- Washington. Save the... Pr- no? Nobody? No. no. Save the children, but not the British children. He's coming. He's okay. coming. He's See, coming. here's the thing. You you went there, and I assumed it was Hamilton. Oh, no, no. And then so I went to the wrong thing. My brain was starting to go, I don't... Wait. That's not that's from not Hamilton. That's not the Hamilton song. No. I think that may be another albino black sheep. This okay. episode is brought to you by albino black sheep. <laughs> it's George Washington. He has dicks yeah. for fingers, and, and, <laughs> and he'll save children, but not the British children. Because yeah. <laughs> I was just doing the intro <laughs> to George Washington. Yep. Um, We may have started drinking. That's right. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. So the the problem is, is the chorus, the asteroid, is made up entirely of Naquita. That's not good. Of course it is, Jack says. (laughs) Now when it makes up 45% of the total mass. Of course it does, Daniel says. Yeah. And obviously, that's not natural. Uh, so it smells like a gold plot to circumvent the Protected <laughs> yeah. Planets Treaty. So sneaky. If it weren't for those meddling bulls. <laughs> <laughs> Just pulls the mask off his head. Um, and, and, you know, it's not like the, the... So the gold knew that they would try to stop it with a nuke. And when the nuke hits the Nakoda core, it's most likely an explosion going to be on the level of, like, to, a Nova. To quote one of our favorite admirals. Uh-huh. It's a trap. It's a trap! <laughs> It is. Yes, it's definitely a it's trap. It's definitely Those a trap. Those sneaky gold are trying to get shit done. Don't worry. Um, so at that point, it's going to burn the atmosphere and boil the oceans of the planet. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> and then I just had a terrible thought. Yes. It will boil the oceans, which would make for like a great, great stew. seafood stew. Yeah. But no one's allowed to eat it. Nope. <laughs> That's an awful human. Mon Calamari stew. Aww. Uh, and as Jack points out, this was not in the movie. <laughs> Just to clarify. He's like, guys, that's how I base all my rules. And I don't I'm supposed to be Bruce Willis and just die here. You're supposed to all go home. And, and die it, hard. And then, <laughs> and then come out to the coast. Stay a while. It'll be fun. Um... So Daniel points out that if they don't blow the bomb, mm. then they're going to pass the failsafe point. Yep. In which case, the asteroid still crashes into the Earth, so they need another option. Yep. Um, and the Asgard would help them now at this point because it's not a natural occurring situation. But our phones have no no bars. There's no bars on the yeah. phone signal. <laughs> yeah. They haven't. They cannot hear you now. No. <laughs> so, um, Jack and Teal'c suit up. Yes. Oh, I love this part so much because here's why. Yes. Because in the in the in the three seconds that yes. Jack says suit up to Teal'c, uh huh, I wrote a fan fiction. Okay. Because <laughs> um, this happens in this is what 2001 ish. 2002. 2002 ish. So this is uh, Barney Stinston. Post hippie stage, yes, he is, he is post hippie stage, but pre meeting the rest of the game. Uh huh. So this is uh, I've decided that Jack O'Neill, yeah, is Barney's person. That oh. is his his guy. <laughs> that is who. That is who. He. That's his suit up guy. It's his. It's where he learned to suit up. His inspiration guy. It's his where he learned his snark. <laughs> it's where he learned to be a badass. Oh my god! And how I met your mother. Stargate crossover. He's also, he's also, <laughs> ready guys? Dad. I mean, Barney's real dad. Barney's real dad. <laughs> Barney's real dad. <sighs> I just broke Nixie. Guys, I don't, I think I've professed my love of How I Met Your Mother uh-huh. before in this podcast. It's one of those things, like, I didn't really pay attention. I watched the series, but, like, my love of it came, you know, after Bartender Nick. And, yeah, like, we, multiple re- watches. we watch it. 
Basically, it's an ongoing. Yeah. <laughs> we just restart it when it's over. It's, it's basically bartender next Gilmore Girls. It if is. You will. It yeah. is. It's Gilmore Girls, and so therefore it's become my other Gilmore Girls. <laughs> to be fair, it's, I'm gonna admit this. It might be more Gilmore Girls to me than Gilmore Girls. I got you. Simply in the amount of time of like, if I'm gonna be cleaning the house, I'm just gonna put on. But how I met your mother. How I met your mother. Got so it. like the fact that there could be a Stargate How I Met Your Mother crossover fanfic is like breaking my brain right now. Well, there's my teaser for it. Oh and man, I think that's where our endpoint is. I'm totally not and going think, to write that at some. Also, point. I think Barney tries to make a move on Sam. Well, duh. <laughs> to be fair, that's not saying <laughs> Which much. Which he sadly gets just. To be fair, he also tries life. to make a move on Janet as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and be, could you like just everyone? Could you imagine him trying to make a play on Anise? <laughs> that would be fun. I want him to find Hathor. <laughs> or him trying to make a move on Osiris. <laughs> yeah, Jeebus. Yeah. <laughs> so they suit back up. Suit up to run back out to where the bomb is. And Sam's going to try to fix the radio, which isn't really working because they can't get enough bars to penetrate right. the Naquita. So once they, once the other two uh, intrepid crew get back to the bomb, it was apparently hit by a rock, which yeah. know, just basically one hand tossed that styrofoam yeah. rock away. It's not that bad of a rock. It's just a little tiny rock. Well, it was bad enough a rock to it's break the bombs. <laughs> it, it broke yeah, the bomb. Yeah, it did break the bombs. They can't turn it off. So naturally, have to go in and manually deactivate it, and thankfully yeah. they have a screwdriver with them. Right, because you know yeah. you always carry pointy objects inside you a spacesuit. You do. <laughs> well, it looked like it was in the box with the bomb. So That's they gave fair. the the device you need to deactivate the bomb with it's the bomb. It's nice. It's like when you um when you tape the screws to your bed uh-huh. onto the bed. I haven't done that specifically before. <laughs> I do that. Any extra screws for the bed get taped onto also the, the bed. Also, the little IKEA wrench. Right. You just tape I it directly onto the mm-hmm. thing. So, guys, life hack. MacGyver gets the panel off. <laughs> yeah. And, and easy peasy, no problem. But he has to cut the red the red wire. Okay, let's talk about this. They're all fucking yellow. So, it took me a minute to remember <laughs> that this bomb was created by American Earthlings. Yeah. Not by, like, gold tech or no. some other thing. Uh-huh. No, we fucked us ourselves. We fucked us ourselves. Yeah. yeah. That was a sentence. They just, just basically <laughs> ran out of everything but yellow wiring and it's just like, ran it with yellow wiring, me? assuming that they would... That should be grounds to get our buddy you Alpha can, Alpha. Yeah, you no longer get the Alpha site saving. Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> They're all yellow. Yeah. Oh, and if he cuts the wrong one, it's just basically sending the bomb off. Yeah, so this just becomes like, roll the dice, see what the dice say. And so he's going to have to cut them randomly. And I was like, listen, it, but there's also, on Sam's end, she's like, ah. Instead of like, well, usually the red one's the top one. Yeah. Or Is the it bottom though? one. I don't know. Well, it ends up being the motherfucking top one. That's true. <laughs> um... And it's like, guys, can we can we also just have some other indication of which wire is which wire? Like something. Yeah. There's there's no. Yeah, this can't be. I feel like this was just built there for added tension. To be, it did not need more tension. I will say this. Stargate is not the only show to be guilty of this. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bit of a trope. So I'm yeah. going to let it pass. The, the, well, they cut the right wire, yes. but then the wires are the wrong color. Yes. I just don't know that this particular episode needed any more tension. Y- you know, really what it we need to ramp to. up the extra tension. I think I would have been happier if the core, if the wires were all the right colors and then he couldn't get a hold of Sam. <laughs> That's fine. That would you know what too. I mean? Because yeah. that would have been a little more plausible yeah. as far as I'm concerned. This is, I, I very much agree with that. Yeah. He ends up cutting the bottom three nothing. So at this point, it's a 50-50 shot. Yay. And he would like to... Uh, Remind whoever built this bomb that's a poorly designed bomb. Yeah. And when we they, when they get back, and then he ends up picking the wrong one, and everyone blows up, and everyone dies. In the the, neck of the bombs. and that never will happen <laughs> because no. plot armor plot to the armor. rescue. Um, so yeah, he ends up uh, about to cut the next one up, but no, changes his mind and cuts the top wire, and the timer is timer is stopped, and the bomb is off. Yeah. And at the SGC, it is twenty seconds to fail safe. No word from SG-1. And mm-hmm. once failsafe is passed, Walter and Davis take their place with the last Alpha Site group, which and also has Hammond Janet. is still playing his freaking on the deck of the Titanic. Yep. What is it? What's the phrase? He's will, rearranging chairs yeah. on the deck of the Titanic. He will go down with the ship. 
Um, and this is actually somehow more than even the Janet scene got me in whatever feels I have buried into yeah. the depths of my black heart. <laughs> um, Davis turns to say something to Hammond and Hammond reminds him that he hasn't been relieved of command. And they shake yeah. hands and Davis tells him good luck. Which God. to me, that's like... You can say good luck, but you know damn well it's there's not no luck. Do anything. There's nothing. There's not. Let's move forward. Let's get to the part where nice things happen. So they're on a powwow back on the ship. What do they do next? They have no radio. Mm-hmm. So the options are give up, try to find their way to the next planet with the gates. Small chance they make it there and head to the Alpha site. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, there's got to be another plan. There is. There's two, which is leave the asteroid and hope they can get radio signal to be picked up by the Asgard in time. And Sam's like, there's no time for that. And Daniel's nope. like, I know, but it's option two. I'm saying words. And three, look, Nakwa isn't native to our solar system, mm-hmm. which means it had to have been towed here somehow, probably through hyperspace. And Sam's like, that's it. I have the solution to the entire problem, guys. Good job, Daniel. She has to give Daniel a little bit of credit for I know. that one. Yeah. Yeah. So they only need a few seconds to pull off this plan. They're going to extend the hyperspace field around the asteroid and take it out of normal space long enough to pass through the Earth. Yeah. That's a that's a bold move. The Earth. The Earth. Um, so back on... Um, well, no. Jan- Jack asks, like, is there an option for... <laughs> no. We're done. But no, this is it. Sam's pretty sure it can work. Um, their engines might explode in the process, <laughs> yeah. and they would be left with no light support on the other side if it does work. Um, but it's a plan. Yeah. And they can save it would Earth. save Earth, yeah. And outside, the asteroid's getting close to Earth again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is the scene, guys. Hammond sits alone in the control room, oh, God. standing there, watching the countdown drop below a minute before impact. And here's the thing. You can't tell me that Hammond doesn't have a bottle of of moonshine or something in his desk. He's taking swigs. Like, he leaves at the end of the scene. I'm assuming he's going back to his office to get Mm -hmm. some moonshine. Yeah. He's got to be having a swig of something. Because if there's any time to, it's Mm -hmm. when you have less than a minute left before all life on the planet is destroyed. Yeah. So on the bridge, Sam would really... Even if anything, if you're just like, universe, you a bad bitch. And then you toast to her, then Uh you call it a date. So um, on the bridge, Sam would really like time to do more maths, but there is no more time for maths. No. And shit, the earth is close. Yeah. But they have to wait until the last... I love it. Sam is basically doing like the don't shoot till you see the whites in their eyes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. They have to wait to the last possible moment because otherwise they might just reappear inside the earth. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Um, and right now Jack can see his house. <laughs> so Sam punches it. She's like, all right, fine. And a hyperdrive window opens right in front of the earth and they reappear on the dark side of the planet and it works perfectly. Sam knows how to get way up in there. High noon. Perfectly. When to draw the guns. Yep. Let's imagine Sam in the Wild West. So Hammond yes. <laughs> is on yeah. Hammond is on the red phone with the president. Yep. Um, NASA and SATCOM said that the asteroid just disappeared. Yep. To be fair, they should also notice that it reappeared as well. Right. But, but they're at that point they're just like happy to be alive. Yeah. And it could have been the Asgard, yes, but Hammond still thinks it was SG one. Um, and back on the asteroid, the team is just chilling because they have two hours left of life support. Hmm. Hammond will find them. Um, Daniel is confident. Sam's like me too. And she looks like, <laughs> as am I. Yeah. And then look <laughs> at that. this game again. Yeah. yeah. And look at that. It's ex-Deuce Tokra. <laughs> Jalen has heard the distress call and shows up. Finally. Finally, <laughs> someone comes into play. Useful. Yep. So they're ah, saved. We're saved. The end. All done. All done. Holy it's a stressful moly. episode. And what's funny is that this, um, like, this is sort of... So there's so much that goes on in this season. I feel like this failsafe episode is one that kind of gets forgotten about. Yeah. Because it's it's in the same way as I'm blanking on the episode name, like the Black Hole episode. Oh, right, right. And things like that. Event Horizon? No. No, that's just the Event Horizon. Right. Okay. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> but I just can't remember the name of it. But, gotcha. But it's one of those... Singularity? No. No, because that's, that's Cassie. Yeah. Um, it's that's just... Okay. It's okay. We guys, you know what we're talking about. Uh-huh. It's, or like when they were in the 301, it's just SG1 has to get themselves out of some shitty problem. It's time to pull yourself up by those bootstraps and figure it out. Put your shit in a backpack. Get all your shit <laughs> and put it in a backpack. 
Take it to the shit store and sell it. And I will admit there's, a, you know, unlike some of the episodes, I w- wish there was a bit more sort of non-sci-fi science in this one. Okay. Um, but. Actually, you know, it is a good place for sci- There's potential yeah. for good science. But like, I can't, it's, listen, this, if, if, Star- this is literally Stargate's Armageddon episode. Yeah. Um, so and deep impact. Full and disclosure. Yes. We're at the tail end of a D&D campaign. Okay. With uh, boyfriend Nick at the DM handle. You mean boyfriend uh, Jesse. Boyfriend Jesse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wrong boyfriend. They're interchangeable. They kind of are. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Phil and friend Amanda. Yeah. And uh, so I'm a raw nerve of emotion. <laughs> so this episode hit all the feels. It hit every feels. <laughs> this is gonna go on the list. I know it doesn't have anything to do okay. with anything else. Hold up, let us let us get to this list real quick. <laughs> um, because I'll be honest, I love this episode, but I don't know if this goes on my list. But I think because of where I'm at, emotionally it goes on your list. Yeah. So Ascension I mean, is the one with with her boyfriend, right? Yes. Threshold is the one with Teox. Uh, yes. Doesn't remember who he is. Yeah. Um, tell me one more time what Summit and Last Stand are. That's the ones we literally just saw. The two that we just saw. Um, oh, damn. Um, I will not get rid of those. So then I'm going to guess what I'm going to do, guys. You're going to make a a tie? I'm going to (laughs) split. But here's the thing. This is going into fourth. And I'm going to do a threshold ascension tie. Okay. So this is going to be ascension threshold. And then this takes the place of... Yes, uh, of number four. Okay. So mine now looks like Wormhole Extreme, 48 Hours, and then Summit Last Stand, which, which is a two-parter. Which isn't a tie, that's just a two-parter. Yeah. Uh, Failsafe, and then Ascension and Threshold Fighting for Fifth Place. Cool. Mine hasn't changed. Mine's still Wormhole Extreme, 48 <laughs> Hours, 2001, Summit Last Stand, and Threshold, which, again, shocker. Guys, I'm still amazed that Threshold is on my list, considering it's like a feelsy episode, and we know that I have no heart. Aww. So Nixie <laughs> has some feels. Yeah, Nixie's Harku, three sizes that day. <laughs> You're a mean <laughs> Mr. Nixie. <laughs> Alrighty. So, so um, up next week is the warrior. <gasps> Warriors. I was thinking of come out and play. But at the sounds of heartache. <laughs> I am the warrior. Although I like to change that song and make it about Wario. Okay, I can and then see it's that. It's like I am the, the Wario. <laughs> because he's really just an emo dude who wants to be he friends. He is. I've never understand why everyone thinks that Wario's a bad guy. He's literally just begging for friends. He's not a bad friends. guy. He's just a bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah. There's no capital letters in that. Oh god, this is exciting. Hey, so we did want to mention one little housekeeping thing. Yes, please. Thank you before anyone uh, forget. So Patreon is changing some of the way they do things. And I just want to let everyone know that we found out when you found out. Yeah. So we're going to do a little bit of math. It's, it may take us. We have to figure out the math so it's accurate. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to do a little bit of math and figure out how to make it so that you're still only charged five bucks. So for those of you who, who, or aren't, $1. who aren't in knowledge of this, um, so Patreon, the way that they pay themselves, which I give them no crass they, upon I mean, themselves to. For, to pay themselves, but they used to, you paid your amount, whether right, you know, one, five dollars or whatever, and then they would take out their little bit or the, um, the, the currency exchange or whatever before the money got to us, which we were more than five with we would prefer that to be taken out of, of our portion basically. yeah then, then added to whatever you're paying so then they just changed this so that they are actually charging um you guys the patrons a few extra cents on the dollar yeah to to do this stuff and, and the idea was that um you know we get more money and we get more of our share but yeah. actually in reality this taking a few extra cents from you guys yeah and it's it's a it, you know it, it sounds like it's coming from a place of giving more to the artist from yes. patreon so i'll give them respect for that but they did not ask us to no, do that that's no. just a thing that they've done so uh instead of charging you guys each uh, uh three to four five cents more per dollar we're gonna do the math to where you're being charged just the amount you're being charged yeah just the amount that our patreon says so we're gonna figure out what it is whether that is instead of a five dollar level if they can if and we don't know if it's going to let us do the percentages if we can do four dollars and 93 cents or whatever instead 
um, that's going to be essentially the $5 level would be yeah. just charging you just a little bit less. Uh, it is going to take us a couple of weeks, so it won't be till like the next month. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to take care. We're aware of it. Uh, we get why they're doing it. I, I, we get it. But again, we found even if it would have been like, here's a heads up of what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, I still have full love for Patreon. We yeah, still think totally. it's an absolutely amazing And the reasons for it are, are great. And they're, and they're legit. It's yeah. just one of those where like, oh, it would have been nice to give a heads up so we could have given you guys a heads up instead of yeah. just an email going out. So Totally. Uh, so that's that as far as housekeeping. Yes. Uh, next week we have The Warrior. The Warriors. Until they come out. Come out. Play. Play. I can't. I have nothing to do with the clinking sound. I can't do it. I'm, I'm drunk. <laughs> Which reminds us, um, if you are a Patreon person, there yeah, will be a, a special a special piece going up um, this this uh, week this week let's that just... was let's just say born out of a girls' night that involved going out to a speakeasy that and had strong drinks a couple rounds of very strong drinks. So basically, we're prepping Grace now. Yeah, on the on the on the starter end of drinking. Uh, until then, until next week, yes. you know where to find us on Twitter. We're at Tara Podcast. On Facebook, you can find us at There's No Place Like Tara. Uh, you can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. And on Patreon at patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. We'll see you guys next week with the Warrior. Bye. Bye.